And of course, we'll we'll promote it, and um, you know, I hope it's I hope it's you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be it's pretty fat. Good. I hope it's fucking good. Hope it doesn't fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, that'll be good. No, I'm sure it's probably like you know, I'm sure he's. Uh, I can only imagine the stories that he heard because basically, if we remember correctly, he talked about how it was I like you know sometimes. stories of the survivors of the people who were left behind and affected by the. Uh, you know the, the, the addictions and the suicides. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Too. Yeah, it's, it's so, not just the the actual addicts I, that get a, in, right. uh, that get affected. And it was really a lot of interviews lives. with the people who yeah. like were left behind to deal with it, right? And try to figure out what the hell happened, you know, yeah. and why, you know. And I mean, I mean, even with myself, you know, and my good friend who took his own life, you know, I mean, I still, you know, I'm like, you know, what should I, what what should I have done, you know? I mean. It kind of beat me up for a good year, you know. Well, one of the unfortunate. Still, I still reflect on him, and yeah, of course. But I knew that there was, you know, obviously, you know, I wasn't able to save him. You know, he was. Mm-hmm. You're only able to save yourself. Yeah. You know. Well, you so, can't make somebody do something they don't want to do. That's right. So, but it's real, and you know, if you have friends out there who have that problem, and you know, get them help. You know, it's tough. I mean, you're always their friend. You know. But don't be the friend enabler, I guess. No, know? don't yeah. be an enabler. That's not because that's yeah. not a friend. All right, right. So an enabler is not a friend. Yeah. So somebody who enables somebody because you want to feel like you're compassionate or feel like you're not. And this goes outside of drug right. addiction. Addiction. This goes with like mental illness, it's, too. Yeah. Of people who are like rather than being like, hey, I think you have a problem or I think you, you know, you're doing this and this is kind of crazy and I'm concerned yeah. about it. It turns into like, well, that's just the way this person is. is. So just the way it goes. we just have to go along. With, like, no, you're just enabling this person because you don't want to be confrontational because right. you want to have the appearance of being compassionate, but you're really just kind of lazy and narcissistic. Yeah, but that's you know that's kind of a rough criticism, right. but yeah, you know, it's, it's, but it's true, you know. And I think those are some of the things that I, I actually had to get like, over don't myself. Enable people. Get over myself, you know. And I mean, you know. I knew I knew what he did and, you know, and and but, you know, to the degree, you know, and I, and and I, and, I, and I'll make excuses for him. I'll say I should have never gone back to Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, but, you know, Man, a rough it could have, you know, happened. But, you know, but I guess, you know, when in, in Mexico, the drugs suck because they send them all to the United States, you know, <laughs> not the so highest quality, not right? the highest quality. They send so. the cream of the crop to the U.S. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they can know, get a huge amount of money for it. Yeah. So, you know, which, you know, probably, you Solve know, that with, you know, which, uh, you know, he was a he was a maintenance heroin addict is what he was like a functional heroin, a addict? functional heroin. Addict, yeah. You know, and he and he maintained himself, but he never like shot heroin like intravenous or anything. He, yeah, yeah. He would mix it with like water and then drip it in his nose. Oh, like Coke kind of. Oh, well, kind of, but not really. Yeah. But it was just like, you know, and he used to say, well, I got to put it on my marshmallow shoes. <laughs> That's what he would say. <laughs> But he, he would say he goes he goes probably because he gets these. But he but he, he but he was definitely anything. he was definitely bipolar. He'd been you know pres- yeah. you know diagnosed as bipolar. That sucks. Man. And you know he didn't enjoy the antidepressants and the the drugs that they no, put him like the the pharma the pharmaceutical yeah. drugs that they put him on. You know because basically he's just like he's like I'm not my, like, I'm not myself. You know, was a pan or something. Like, yeah, and and. So, like, when he left Philadelphia, you know, he, he knew he had to get out of there because it was just bad news for him. And his real love was actually crack in Philadelphia. He loved 
smoking crack. Man. Sorry, you know. Look what it did to Bill K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Cosby. <clears throat> you know. Probably with a K. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, it's after hours. Yeah. It's pudding pop. <laughs> it's pudding pop. He raped people. Yeah, he raped people. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he um, he knew he had to get out of there. He, like, he'd gone through another rehab, and he gotten out, and he goes, I have to leave this town. I can't stay here no more. I'm going to Mexico. And oh, I was like, well, yeah. that seems kind of weird. I was like, you know, people are leaving. Of all the places, you pick. people are leaving Mexico. It's not like <laughs> I'm going to Muncie, Indiana. Yeah, to really clear I was my like, head. Oh, okay, I was like, well, let me know how things are going. Go to Juarez, <laughs> and you're like, Ugh, is, I didn't is go that to okay? Juarez. He went out to uh, San Diego and then went down into Rosarito. Oh, okay, yeah. So down into Baja, Mexico. Yeah, but Which, um, I mean, there are some nice places. He, he actually was. I, I really firmly believe that he was actually the happiest in Mexico. Might have been, you know, I, and which which fit his personality because he could live on the fringe, because he loved living on the fringe. Literally, if you're living on Baja, you're living yeah, on the he lived fringe on the, of the United States. I mean, States, even in Philadelphia, he was always, you know, on the fringe. Even when I knew him, you know, when we were in the army together, he'd still just, you know, always looking for like an angle, you know, <laughs> always funny. looking for an angle. And like when he went back to Philadelphia after the army and just got rewrapped up and. You know, several yeah. times he ended up in rehab. He ended up in jail, and uh, you know, well, lots, lots of things just went down. Me, you know, like, hey, I'm in the Catskills or whatever. Yeah, I went to the in Poconos. The Poconos, because yeah, like a Seinfeld well, episode. He, well, he was, he was muling coke across the Ben Ben Franklin Bridge into New Jersey for some guys who you know did some things. The best way to explain it down at the barber shop, <laughs> you know, and well, he ended up getting popped. You know, Damn. I cut a you know a couple of keys of coke in the in the trunk of this rent a car, and yeah, um, and well, everybody was involved. The New Jersey pol- State Police were there. The uh, the the Transit Authority Police were on the bridge oh, because yeah, the they're in charge of the, they got sick the, of Phil- the Philadelphia Police were there, and they took him Eat down. Sandwich, and he ended up in jail. And after three days, they didn't charge him with anything. There was no That's charges cool. because they were arguing <laughs> about who actually took the call. Oh, they're trying to fight over. They were who, fighting over who took the call because it was, obviously it's a thing, you know, happened on the bridge. They're all a bunch of cocaine. They got a bunch of cocaine. We busted a cocaine ring and blah, blah, blah. He goes, I never, he goes, I knew better. He goes, I never, I told him, you know, basically that I just rented the car and I'm driving down to Atlantic City. You know, to do some gambling. I didn't have any idea this was in here. He goes, I didn't roll on anybody. He goes, but after the third day, the lawyer was like, you guys haven't charged him with anything. You have to let him go. <laughs> because yeah. they were arguing about who was going to, like, take the call. They fucked the that caller, up. They yeah. fucked it up. And he goes, I remember walking out of the jail and thinking I was going to die in the parking lot. Shit. And he goes, my dad's like, here's some money. Go to the Poconos. I'll call you later. Go hide in the fucking, Go hide in the fucking Poconos. I'll like call some, you later. Like some 80s yeah. war hero. Yeah, exactly. Kind now of you're going to find him. He's just going to be like skinning a, a deer or something. Like, we need to bring you back. It could no, be a very interesting that. story. You know, like, hey, been, yeah. here's your movie plot. Um, then he surfaced, you know, and, um, and that's when he told me, he's like, I'm going to Mexico. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, 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 what he had finished up was getting hundred percent disability from the, the VA. And that came through where he got hundred percent disability from the VA. Well, obviously mentally, mentally, yeah, obviously been in and out mm-hmm. of rehab yeah. and jail and so just some drug abuse. So, 
you know, just being fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've got a hundred percent. I'm heading to Mexico. I'm going to register Make with the VA in San Diego, <laughs> San Diego and pull a PO yeah, box. San cool. He's like, I'm going to pull a PO box in San Diego like so that, you know, my mouth can go somewhere, but I'm going to go live in Mexico. Yep. You know, I went, you know, me and my wife went down and saw him after he lived there for about two years and we had a great time. What kind of places are you living in? Uh, well, he had a couple places. Oh, <laughs> it's great to live in Mexico. I guess. <laughs> you know, what's your rent? Like seventeen dollars. Yeah. Like so, it's this. He had, like or this condo. He had a condo like right on the beach. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. But what I found out was like when we were down there in July, he's like, "I'm like, man, I want to go get in that ocean." He goes, "You don't want to get in there." He's like, "It's fucking freezing." I'm like, no, oh, it's, oh, it's in Mexico, side, right? It's yeah. Like, this is Mexico, man. This is like, no, no. And he's no. like, no, no, no. That water. He cold. goes, you don't know, understand. He goes, there's like a, like a stream. Yeah. That floats from down a, from Alaska. Bering Strait. Yeah, floats down to Alaska, Alaska, and he goes, that water yeah. is freezing. He's it like, is, look at yeah. the guys out there surfing. Yeah. They're in full wetsuits. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I think you're full of shit. So I decided I'm going to go. Ooh. We're out there walking around on the beach, and I go, head and I'm like, again. ooh, this shit's <laughs> fucking cold. <laughs> like fucking, He's like, I told you. I was water. like, you live by an ocean you yeah. can't swim in. <laughs> That's why it's cheap. It'd be more expensive if you could swim in it, unless you're trying to join the polar bear club while also living in Mexico, which is probably a chapter. But, you know, besides that, that's still that's a cool little, but, like, uh, Ocean side, but as, as as Bernie did, you know, he Ouch. always was good about meeting unsavory guys and you know and finding the the element. Like in Mexico, yeah. I got down. He had a, the the like the you know like he knew kidnappers for the cartel. And oh shit. yeah, you well know, that's why the whole took like, us to this bar and, thing is a crisis. He took us cartel to, members. He took us to this bar in Rosarito called the Escondido, which means the hidden. Mm, yeah, and we go in good. there and there's that's like positive. nobody in there, just like a couple pool tables. No, they're all hidden. You know, he's like, this place doesn't really get going until around 12. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, whatever. When all the victims. But he's like, up. I know Jesse and these guys and shit, you know. And yeah, he's like, cool. everything's cool. Everything's cool. And like, we're sitting there shooting pool and we're talking, you know. And, you know, they're like, hey, any friend of any friend of any friend of Bernie's friend of ours. Cool. I was like, awesome. And then he kind of leans over and goes, these guys are kidnappers for the cartel. <laughs> and I was Not like, cool. what? I was like, what? And he goes, don't worry, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> to like, you, to you, <laughs> I'm like not to the victims of the kidnapping. Yeah, don't worry, nothing is going to happen. Like that's relative, <laughs> Bernie. That's that's relative to us. Yeah, like even to the point where, like, when I went and saw him another time in Mexico, I went with uh, another guy who met up with us, my friend Trev, and we we got there and um, we ran around Mexico and had some fun. And as we're leaving, you know, we we decide that you know. We have to go to the border. Either you can walk across the border or you or can take a van across. or you can take a van or a bus yeah. or a bus. So we, so Bernie's like, get on the bus. You're going to get out of there faster, which right. still took like two hours to get across the border. It's not bad. Yeah. Which isn't bad. If we walked, it'd have been like, like six. Four hours. It'd yeah, been like six, six or yeah. seven. Fuck and so we're on the bus and we're in the back and, you know, and of course they were there with Mexicans, you know, they're going across <laughs> the border. As you do. And yeah. we're sitting there and I hear, Trev, I hear Trev, you know, he's talking to this lady in the back and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're down here visiting a friend, you know, over yeah, Rosa, yeah. Rosarito. And she's like, oh, I'm from Rosarito. And he's like, she's like, he's like, oh yeah, great. He's like, great little town. We had a great time there, you know, and 
hanging out and having fun. She's like, oh, what did you do? Oh, and they're like, oh, you know, we went to the beach and then we went yeah. to the Rosarito Hotel, yeah. and uh, which was historic, you know, yeah. which was really cool. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, what else? And she's like, he's like, yeah, we went to this other bar called the Escondido. And she's like, you know, Jesse? Oh, shit. And he's like, um, I guess. She's like, oh. And she got real quiet, <laughs> like stop yeah, talking to him and stop talking yeah, to him. She thought she was going to be like, yeah, so we're going to put this manila envelope over your head. <laughs> but I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's like, we're not like, you know, and Trev tells me this because yeah, he's, do he's behind me on the bus. He's behind me on the bus and I'm in like a couple seats forward. And he's telling me the story and he goes, yeah, she got real quiet after I said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, because. Yeah, why? I was, like, I, was like, I was like, because they're kidnappers for the cartel. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'd shut the you fuck didn't, up, too. He's like, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. I was like, eh, I didn't think it was necessary. <laughs> he's like, that's why she got real quiet. <laughs> and, yeah, so <laughs> that happened in Mexico with Bernie. But he loved being an outlaw. Wasn't, wasn't a, I guess, wouldn't say a criminal, but an outlaw. No, but he's, he wanted to live his own life. He wanted to live his, his own, own life rules. and with his own rules and he didn't want a lot of it's like reasonable Hey, you don't anarchy, want the government, yeah. you don't want the government being a problem, go to Mexico. Yeah. You know, all you got to do is pay off the police. <laughs> but he did actually, he almost died in Mexico actually. Yeah. Cuz he got popped by some by the local police and federalities in, in Tijuana. Oh shit. And he ended up in a Tijuana jail. Oh shit. Where he almost died and the 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 girl that he was with, uh Gwen actually saved his life but he goes i remember he goes i get thrown in jail and he goes of course you know they're like oh you you know he goes so i called the state department you know you know the embassy and the guy from the state department comes down there and looks at me and he hands me like three candy bars and tells me good luck what the (laughs) left because he apparently got i don't know what the whole story is on that, he never kind of really elaborated, but Maybe there a, was a drug deal where, had where gone wrong. Or, like, he says deal. they planted drugs, but you know, but he, he al- but he almost died yeah. in there. You know, he got like a he got like a fever and like some oh, Mexican yeah. guy like helped him through it. You know, I'm like, oh, well, I'm like, well, you, you didn't get a fever. You were fucking withdrawing from yeah, heroin. You were, you were withdrawing. Said, mm-hmm. Your Mexican cellmate just feeding you burritos. Well, like, no, he was like, okay? he's like, he's like, no, he's yeah, just like, yeah, okay. he's like, there was at least 20 or 30 guys in the same place that I was in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? totally. he goes, it was sure. gross and disgusting. And, and he goes, it took a long time for, you know, for her to get me out. So, yeah, yeah. he had an interesting life. You know, anybody looking for a script, I'll try you to know, give you as much information as possible because it was his life. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's between, you know, like him and Robin Williams and all these yeah. other people that we've known, their celebrities or people that we've known that kill themselves. Like, it's always the people who shouldn't kill themselves that do right. and the people that should kill themselves that don't. <laughs> But like even after like you know you know he 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 left Mexico and went back to Philly then he went back to Mexico yeah and um and then he hooked up with this other chick that he actually saved from like a cartel's house because she was like hooked well, on he her. knew all the she, yeah he, he knew all he knew what was, was, was going on like hey you don't want to but he kept seeing <laughs> this American chick inside this house who was just like completely you know basically she had gone septic you know Ooh. she'd shot up so much that he went and like took her across the border and put like her in, put her shit. and actually put her in the hospital and like saved her life. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, yeah, it's, it's just like, it's incredible, you know, that he, that, you know, 
and I and I and I always remember like at the funeral, and the priest was given the eulogy, and he said something kind of poignant that stuck in my head, and I still think about it today. And he goes, mm. "The wounded healer." Yeah. He goes, he can save everybody else except himself. himself. Yeah. 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 That's so, a I was sad like, oh thing. And I think, I mean, yeah. again, not to tie everything back to Robin Williams, but yeah. I think that's a little bit of what he thought right. is he was trying to, you know, it's like, like all these other roles were like these hyper positive roles. And he, you could tell he was a guy who wanted to fix things right. that was wrong in the world. But if you can't fix stuff that's wrong with yourself, yourself it's just going to consume you. It's going to consume you. Yeah, exactly. And then I and I thought to myself when that priest said it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is the the both." Yeah, that is the uh, you that know, sounds about right. Huh? That sounds about right. You know, the wounded healer. So remember, there's people out there who save other people who yeah. can't save themselves. And if you're one of those people, save yourself. Save yourself. You know, you know? it's this is. Most people want to sometimes give Jordan Peterson shit. And like it's like you know yeah. that like clean up your own room before trying to write things in the, the world. Right things and it's in the not world. because of, it's not this snobby thing of saying it's like oh well clean up your own. It's like no, you can't help somebody else if you're incapable of helping yourself because the lack of attention that you've paid to yourself is going to be detrimental to anybody that you have in your life after that. Yeah. So you're really not doing anybody a service, even though you feel like you might be because you're helping these people because you're not helping yourself. And that affects the people around you that you already right. know. Or, or they don't understand why you've helped them and they can't help themselves. Granted too. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you saved so me, you but you're so this, fucked up. You end up I don't this understand. leopard colony of people who don't want to help themselves, yeah. and you're trying to help them, and then that's a failing effort, but that's almost something where people want to do because then they feel comfortable in the fact that, like, well, there was nothing I could do for myself because, look, I tried everything for these other people and couldn't help them, so there was no point in me trying to right. help myself based on this, which is incorrect, but I think some people do that. Yeah, even to the point, it, I know? think one time when he was kind of in his low point, he said, you know, he goes, he goes, I just feel like a giant disappointment to everybody. That's what uh, I'm saying. And yeah, I'm saying, was... I'm like, there's you just like you haven't disappointed anybody. But he felt like he but did. he felt like he had. Yeah. And, you know, and then like a, a guy that we were in the army together with, he actually made a good point, too. He said to to me, he said, um, he goes, you know, the thing about the thing about Bernie, man, is like when you met him, he kind of changed your life a little bit, you know. He kind of like you know gave you kind of an insight that you didn't realize, or, or maybe maybe gave you some fun that you know that you needed, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know, or just you know just. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense, and and, and I and I kind of you know I did I did a eulogy for him, and I described about getting a box of rocks from him. I think I talked about this yeah. before, yeah. but you know even to the point where like at the end of of you know the funeral at the church. You know, one of his aunts came up to me and she goes, she goes, you know, Bernie used to send me rocks, too. <laughs> it's funny because uh, when I was younger, that was one of my big things. That was into a few things, but one of them was um, like I would always pick up rocks even yeah. around the house when I was younger. And my, our, one of our trips, yearly trips, because I was not a, I wasn't a family had a lot of money. We had enough to get by, but didn't have a lot of money. So our right. yearly trip was to. Go to this, like, go to Ruggles Mine in New Hampshire and go pick through and try to pick up some mica rose quartz and right. chip some stuff off the rocks. Yeah. But that was always cool. And I developed this, like, rock collection. Yeah. I really, I always liked I had this big ass, and I have a couple shelves, like, in my room that was set up with all these different rocks that I'd found. Well, uh, I should show you ro Bernie's rock collection then. It'd probably be pretty cool. It's pretty cool, <laughs> actually. There's a lot of cool shit in there. Like, he'd tumble, he would tumble them and. 
yeah. get them shined up and tell me like, you know, even like, again, you know, Sergeant Mack would say, he goes, he goes, I just remember walking down the beach with Bernie. He just picked things up and go, this is this, this is this. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know? I guess uh, my mom is like, she kind of would collect rocks a little bit, which is why, like, she didn't tell me a story. We, I just started doing it too. And she was like, oh, you know, she was into different rocks. So I got into it yeah. too. I lost a lot of, I had a big ass rock collection. But after my parents got divorced, yeah. like, the whole, like, all, a lot of my shit was just gone because that was a basic training when it was right. happening. Right. So, like, all my, basically all the shit that I collected. But yeah, was things, gone, things like that, fat, like, even with, even like him getting involved with, like, the ab- abalone shells and, and finding yeah, out. Yeah, it's a little the, the, stuff. That's cool too. Like, you know, I'm finding out that, you know, like some of the shells that he'd had that, you know, like, like collectors wanted, like, cause they were like oh, hybrids. Yeah, they'd yeah. never seen, like he would like, well, he knew what stuff was. He would take the time to like clean them up and get the barnacles oh, yeah. and the crap off of them. Yeah. And, like, like, yeah, you know, run, yeah. run these shells on like a wire wheel, like breathing tons of silica and shit. You know, oh, <laughs> I mean, granted, he didn't live the longest life, but at the same time, like, don't breathe that in. That's like, yeah, silica's not the thing you want. No, He's like, no. I'm down here in a mask, and then I don't eat like, the packets. It's like, and you know, I mean, which you know, I I learned a lot about abalone shells and the way they, you know, the reason like scientists study them because they're like really lightweight and strong. Yeah, and like like the steel industry studies the crap out of them because of the way their structure is and being lightweight and strong. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and he met like a whole community of people who collect fucking hybrid abalone shells. Well, isn't there yeah. like, there's been a few <laughs> natural things in history. Like, uh, there was a, a group way back in the day that would have their, uh, shields like, uh, covered in like this, uh, type of silk from, uh, the silkworm. Was it? Yeah. Like a, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I know what you're talking about, like but they would like thing with that, they would and, wind it up so yeah, tight that would, it wouldn't like it wouldn't, you know it, like arrows wouldn't penetrate it. Which is things. crazy that stuff in nature if utilized yeah. properly is like spider that. webs. Yeah, <laughs> strong. You know yeah. they study spider webs all the time because they're so strong. But um, yeah, so I learned a lot about abalone shells. Um, Mexico had a, like a, you know, like he understood the migration pattern. Like today <laughs> we're going to talk about the migration of the abalone from San Diego down through Baja, Mexico, because there's no more, like they've completely like migrated out of California down into only into Mexico and things like that. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, there's like, he met a whole guy, like a scientist. We donated a bunch of shells to like the San Diego museum of natural history of abalone shells, you know, like a whole bag of them. That's cool. (laughs) And we made a bunch of money. We like, I don't know, the biggest sale we ever had on abalone shells, we sent out like a whole lot of shells to, I want to say, Romania, to this guy who collected, and it was like five grand worth of like like shells. And then he sent us like a bottle of cognac that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like Bernie, like he sent two, he sent one for Bernie, and then Bernie mailed it to me. And he's like, yeah, he goes, he said, this is what Kissinger drank when he showed up. And First of all, I was like, oh, let's see what this is about. And so I'm pulling the cork out, and the cork broke. <laughs> well, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. That's it was very dry. And yeah. finally, that, you got a you know, bad ball of cognac. Yeah. And um, finally got the cork out, and me and my mother in law had a shot of it. She was like, <laughs> like this is terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I found, like, sure I dumped it in a decanter, bottle. and, like, like, had this the bottle that I dumped it in. And 
like let it air out for about a month and it wasn't so bad. (laughs) Even still. I was just like, Kissinger has no taste. (laughs) I think he got a dried out bottle. If you get something with a dried out cork. Yeah, it was probably, it was corked for sure. Yeah. You know, and I gave, and I gave a good majority to the angels. (laughs) Yeah. Let that shit air out. But um, yeah, so an interesting time, you know, with my life with Bernie and the Avalon game. Um, selling shells, selling shells by the seashore, as he would say. <laughs> <laughs> but when he started telling me, it's like Avalon, man. He goes, I know there's people who like have like, like their whole backyard is full of Avalon shells. Damn. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, they're, they're everywhere down here. And he's like the guy who took time to like clean them up. And when he started finding things and like he'd post them up on like Abalone, you know, pages and stuff, people are like, where did you get that? We've never seen that before. Oh, damn. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, like a lot of like a lot of the bigger shells are pretty, pretty common. Yeah. And you'll and like okay. a lot of uh, metaphysical shops will sell them as smudging pots for like sage Ouch, and shit Jesus. like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so. Abalone shells. There you have it. You know, like a lot of them would like he would send broken ones off to like this guy in um, was it New Mexico, Arizona, part of the Zuni Nation. He would carve fetishes out of the uh, the mother of pearl on the other side. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was a whole thing. <laughs> it was actually a whole thing. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, and we you know, and then there was green dot, and we laundered a lot of money. there you go so there's my story um about me and bernie and his life in mexico you know if you got a good friend out there who needs some help give him some help yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna end it because i'm out of words call it an evening jason's got the hiccups i do he's got the hiccups he needs to drink more that's what bernie used to say you need to drink more well anyway that's us Thanks for listening. This yeah. will be out sometime later. We'll catch you. Stay on the tuned. Next one.